Well, this week I'm actually not tired because um, usually I have something related to the film, but luckily these days TV never switches off. Um, so I didn't get infected by alien, alien, ghost guys, ghosty guys. Um, but I was G'd up by everyone's five-star reviews, and it did make me think of the old days when, um, you know, that happened. But let's get into the... I'll talk about that on the podcast, because I'm not I'm not wasting good content in an intro. Anyway, what have you got to say for yourself? Join the Facebook group. I think that was the only thing missing, wasn't it? Yeah, Facebook groups, Instagrams, join them. This week, it's um, Poltergeist, which is about a ghost guy, like I said. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. Well, our horror sandwiches, I hear you, demand at the counter of this weird restaurant that you've joined. Well, it's a lovely movie filling surrounded by two slices of chai, chai goodness. Uh, my name's Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. I'm on... Slugging on, slugging on. Finally got uh, you know got my head down and, and had a nice sleep after the last few weeks. Oh yeah, lovely. Yeah, we we we, we weren't as tired this week because we didn't get um, infested by this week's movie, which was nice. Um, but this week, guess what, everyone? We brought you a guest, a lovely, lovely guest. Uh, with Beth. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you today? Not too bad. Hmm. Good. Cool. A little bit tired, as we under, as we understand it to be. Yeah, but, just a um, little bit. We're gonna we're gonna g you along with our with our. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say exciting ways, but I don't think I don't think we could be exclaimed as being an exciting podcast. Um, Sometimes I think you can. Yeah, from time to time we're a little bit exciting. Don't really build tension, do we? We we tend to go into. Gushing praise or damning criticism from the off. There's never any real worry about what we're going to say about the films, is there? No, no, it's it's all pretty uh, pretty easy going and that. And uh, you know, we're we're happy people with a little bit of banter about us, just a little bit. Um, Maybe we should try it for this one. I don't have much banter this week, apart from I keep stumbling across 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 Florence Pugh movies. Like, I keep choosing movies based on, oh, that sounds like it might be all right. And then she's in it. And I go, huh, Florence Pugh's in this. Well, uh, she's a very good actress. She is, she is. And I, I, I tend to I tend to give reviews Pew points. I've, I've, I've just decided. Like, and they may get an extra star for just her being in it. So, I so have, to be, have you been watching Fighting With My Family? No, because I saw that in the cinemas. Or Lady um, Macbeth. No, I watched a movie called The Falling, which 
it was like it it said something along the lines of oh, a girls' school, people keep fainting. I'm like, all right, that sounds weird and interesting. And she's in it for a bit. Um and she's good when she's in it. And then I watched a film today called Malevolent, which again had no idea she was in. Clicked it because it was like, oh, paranormal investigators who what do they do? They fake it, but they find a real one. And I was like, all right, whatever. It's now it's it was a tight 90, so you know that's good for me. Um so yeah, there she was. I find myself sometimes looking up to see if it is her though. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got for you. I keep getting pewed. Is that a thing that can happen? Do you get pewed? Not very often. No. No. Uh... Although I have seen the falling. Oh, you have? Yeah. It's very yeah. weird. It's a weird film. Yeah, yeah it was all right. Yeah. It had Picnic at Hanging Rock vibes. Uh, well, I'm not sure I've seen that. I know at some point someone has sex with their brother, which is a bit weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that it had that fuck going for it, I suppose, or not. I don't know. Depends what you like. Any thoughts on that, Matthew? You've gone quiet or not here? No, you, uh, you, <laughs> you, you lost me at incest, I'm afraid. Oh, so is that where you draw the line? Is that? Is that... I mean, I, I, I avoid him. My personal life, uh, yeah. As, as much as I can in, in media, I consume as well. I would say. Well, I wasn't expecting it. To be fair, um, it just it just sort of happened. Is it like like Star Wars? Oh no, they knew they were brother and sister. There is something weird going on. Um, some kind of trauma. Who's to say? In the end, it were very good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I quite enjoyed Malevolent, which also wasn't very good, but enjoyable enough. Anyway, um, let's stop rambling and get into this this year podcast. So, um, Bev, we sent you some questions, and I think yeah, do you want to ask them, Matthew? I think you, you or will I? Uh, I'd I'd be rushing around to find them. Uh, then let me do it. Um, let's start at the start then so what is the first horror you can remember seeing well i think it's the one we're discussing today so ah right yeah yeah or or it could have been a carrie and piranha double bill that i think we're on bbc together one night and for some reason I stayed up and watched that. It could have been either of them. I think they would have been around the same time. I probably would have been about eight. So that's a really weird double bill, that, isn't it? Just thinking <laughs> that it was. It was a strange one. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm struggling to find what the connective tissue is there. No connective tissue. I think Piranha probably came cheaper to the BBC than Carrie, so they put the two together. Oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I imagine it didn't cost a lot, that one. No, not back in the day. Well, I was that, it's not that even the James Cameron one, is it? I was wondering if they were going, oh, directors. But that's not even the James Cameron one. I think he did the second one with the flying piranhas. Yeah, I think he did. And also, James Cameron wouldn't have been particularly big when I was dating. He would have made Terminator, oh, but he wouldn't yes. have made Aliens oh. by then. 
So, of course. Because I'm old, so. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, uh, yeah, but I'm with you. I'm right there with you with Poltergeist. It was my first viewing, and it scared the absolute shite out of me. Um, yeah, um, I watched it. It was my sister's 12th birthday party. She had pestered my dad all year to get it when it came out on video for her birthday. Excellent. What a good, what a good thing to watch when you're twelve. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, would you say you were a fan at that time, or did it come later? No, it came later. I was scared of my own shadow when I was little. Um, <laughs> my sister tortured me with horror tales of her dolls coming to night, life at night, and killing me. So I was very, very scared, and I didn't really watch horror films at all until I was a teenager and my first boyfriend got me into them. So he was like, oh, no, let's watch these sort of thing. I had kind I think I'd seen Alien before I got together with my first boyfriend when we were 14. And once we'd started watching them, then I got hooked. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. Well, what, what were the films that brought you back into the fold? Um, well, Evil Deads. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Evil Deads and I liked some of the Friday the 13th because they were quite silly and the How and Hellraiser and Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, which I think is my favourite of the Hellraisers and just everything and it just really took hold and I was going to, go, I was at art college and I just thought one day I think I'd rather be doing films. So I went to study film instead and that's all down to horror because I wanted to make horror films. I don't, but I wanted to. So Don't make them, but you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, at least it was there. Yeah. Anyway, borrowing from Jerry Maguire, yeah, had us at Evil Dead. <laughs> um, for both Evil Dead guys. Do you notice that Evil Dead Rise is on Netflix for free? Is it? If you pay for Netflix. Yeah, I cancelled my Netflix subscription recently. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise just came on there. So um, that was a surprise. I wasn't expecting that. Um, they also chucked in the Evil Dead remake as well. Was it 2015? Or yeah, 2013. Uh, yeah. I really liked Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, me too. Mm. Me too. Yeah, me three. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did a little. Was it a bonus we did on that a proper episode? I can't remember. Yeah, that. we got we got a, uh, yeah a fair bit of traction out of it, didn't we? we? Got a whole uh, whole bonus episode just for it. Oh yeah, good stuff. So, with that said, I don't know. With that, I don't know why I said with that said. I'm just moving on. Um, what's <laughs> what is the scariest horror movie? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Wait, yeah, just... I definitely. You just chuck that out. <laughs> it's relentless. It's like once it gets going, it doesn't stop. And she tries so hard again and again to get away, and they just keep dragging her back. And there's like things that she would do that I would have done. You know, normally you're screaming, don't run up there, run this way. And she ran that way, but they still dragged her back. I mean, admittedly, she got away in the end, spoiler. But, um, you know, I that's why I think it's the most terrifying film ever. And also because it doesn't show you much. It leaves most of it up to the imagination. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. No, it's um, 
It's a real banger of a movie, that. I can't wait mm. to get round to doing it on here. I think it was only recently, or at least since starting doing the podcast, that I sort of discovered that what you just said, that it's largely bloodless, in fact. Um, although I think it was quite minging to make, I think, in the end. They, they, they let things go very smelly. It's got mm. quite It's got quite a... Uh, it can almost actually smell that film. Yeah, it is. It. <laughs> it is grimy. Yeah, yeah, pretty gross. Yeah, I I look forward to getting to do that on here. Some actually, I think we might be doing that in November. Come to think of it, all right. Um, I'm sure someone requested that because I remember seeing TCM to Matthew, and he was he was lost. I had to ask what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, the, the uh, heathen that I am. Yeah. Well, since that's a, since those have become good franchisable movies, what's your favourite franchise? Scream. I don't think there's a bad Scream film. I think number three is probably the worst of all of them. Mm. But I think one and two are equally very good and easily in my top ten horror films of all time. And I can't separate them because they will be the same number in my top ten because wow. they're both each other. That was your choice, I think, Matthew, when we came to the old franchise. It was. I have since uh, I have since backtracked uh, and and I've moved into Evil Dead. Oh, uh, for, for that. But that's nah, that's just me. I'm 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 still uh, still a big Scream fan, as you were. Uh, well, I, I would say as most horror fans would be, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What are your What are your feelings on on four onward? Um, I think they're still good. I I quite like the new ones. I think they're taking it in an interesting way, and I think eventually you have to get rid of the legacy characters to make it relevant to a new audience, and also they start getting old and they don't want to do it, you know. And maybe they'll come back and do like a Halloween and come back in ten years' time and do another one. But I think I think it's it's a good character, and it's all they're always fun films. I yeah, mean, I would I wouldn't say I mean they there is some stupidity in the new ones, and it was pretty easy to figure out who Ghostface was this time. Yeah, uh, but but you know they're fun. They're fun films, and they're not too crappy they're not they're not get, getting stupid like the friday the 13th got stupid although i love the friday the 13th and i love jason goes to manhattan i think that's brilliant and i, I like the references to that in the new screen so yeah uh, I, I just think i think they're probably the most even they haven't they don't because they haven't had anything really bad although i do agree with you there hasn't also been a bad evil dead film and it probably should have been my favourites because of Bruce Campbell. I love Bruce Campbell. He's my favourite actor. Oh, no. You're not doing a U-turn, I am. Mid, mid, no, no. I would stick with Scream, even though I love Bruce. I mean, maybe we can we can both just have them as joint one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's oh, the best way to do it. We wouldn't want to upset Bruce. I might meet him one day. He might listen to this podcast. No, he doesn't. Nobody listens to this podcast. Um Some people do. I think some people do, yeah. Um, but we don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do. We've met a few. We've got, we've got, we've got people who love us, people who do lovely things for us. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah. 
I won't do myself down all the... Can we call them fans? I don't know. People who abuse themselves with it, with this. I would say friends rather than fans. You know what? It's nice. Friends. Lovely friends. Lovely friends. Yeah. I don't know why I said it twice. Um, I was going to what's interesting about Scream because it, it's I can't think of many films uh, or many franchises rather that get so deep into a series without going off the rails. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. And I do think while while the standard has has dropped uh, because I mean kind of has to from the first Scream really. Uh, it, it's never like you said. There's never been a an, out and out bad one as the uh, when you think about you know Friday now uh, on Street that we've just done you know they, they they dropped off significantly from the first one by the time they got to <laughs> the five and six and saw there's another one that's yeah. that really fell off a cliff uh, so I think that's where screen strength is is that they you know they've always maintained you know a pretty high bar for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I think the he, the Who Done It keeps it keeps it going as well. I ran off the top of my head. I can't think of any other slashes where you're always guessing who the killer is with it, even though it's the same killer. It's quite, um, you know, it's always Ghostface, but it's all you're always looking in different directions. Whereas, you know, obviously everything else I can look at from a franchise point of view is like, you know, who you're dealing with. Um, every time, so yeah, it, 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 it's good, isn't it? And then doing this podcast, we've realized that Scream was so many people's jumping off point. Um, yeah, so good stuff, Scream. So, <laughs> since we're screaming, what is the scariest horror movie? Did I ask that? Yeah, I, you asked that. That was Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, so... <laughs> since I've killed the podcast... You had a, you had a good segue and you... Yeah, yeah, it was just yeah, what, a shame that he was using oh, it again. Well, I've killed the podcast, so what is the best kill? Um, I would say the decapitation in The Omen. Oh, yeah. Where the big sheet of glass comes out. They used to have a model of that in Forbidden Planet as well. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And they had a model of Pinhead's head as well. So it's kind of that one sticks in my head. And also I, that was quite an early one for me. I think that was one of like the first ones that I sat with my ex-boyfriend and watched. So, and that was quite a shock when that head comes off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it it's verging into the hilarious, but it's, but that's partly <laughs> what makes it one of the best kills. And I think a long time ago when I had Chris on to do the fly, that was his favorite one too. Um. So yeah, no, that that's a good one. The the, the omen's cracking anyway. I remember, well, I watched it recently, and I was like, oh yeah, everyone says this is good, and it is good. <laughs> Turns out, and decapitations are always just some of the best kills, aren't they? They are. They are. They are. There's something special about a head going flying. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm. Where the podcast I've listened to recently is, uh, uh, they said that decapitations are always funny. Uh, <laughs> there's no getting away from it. And they are hilarious. Um, let's see. So we've done that. 
Oh, you know what? I should have, should have segued into movies that need a sequel or movies to stop making sequels. That would have been better. Anyway. <laughs> do that one. Let's do that one. A movie that needs a sequel or movies that need to stop making sequels. Right. Okay. Um, the movie that I would like to see a sequel of, which is quite difficult because you don't want to mess around with something when it's kind of perfectly formed, but I would... John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness, and right, because okay. it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd like to see where it would go next. Yeah, I watched that this week or very, very recently because Peter, who we had on last week from a Movie Jewel podcast, um, he was talking, it was one of his favourite soundtracks. Um, so I was like, um, yeah, give it, uh, give it a watch, but... Uh, I, I, sure, I, I thought it was a bit sort of almost derivative of The Thing. It's very, very similar to The <laughs> Thing. Um, but Is it right. derivative if it's your own thing? Or is that just your style, man? Well, to me, for me, it's like a bunch of researchers in a place and they get sort of slowly infected by an evil, by an evil sort of alien being kind of thing. And it's like, this is the same movie as the other one. But um that doesn't mean that it doesn't deserve a sequel, even for the even for John Carpenter right writing another um Is John Carpenter still alive? Yes. Very he much. is still alive, yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus, I I thought, I thought I'd stumbled into something. But yeah, uh, even just another film with that theme. Because the theme really drives that film. And it is it is, it is good. I shouldn't say it's not good. It's just It just seems very similar to the thing. Yeah, it's um part of a kind of trilogy. Oh, it's is like, it? It's like the end of the world trilogy or something. I'm not sure if the thing is part of it or not. I can't quite remember. But I think oh. Into the Mouse of Madness is as well. Oh yeah, I've heard of I've heard of this now. Now you're saying mm-hmm. it, you know, because I started watching Into the Mouth of Madness, but I couldn't. I don't know why I stopped watching it. I think I'd seen enough crazy Sam Neill after watching Possession. Um, I needed a break from insane Sam Neill. <laughs> he does a good insane though. He really does. He really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Um. Right. What have we got left? Well, do, do, we, do we want movies that need to stop making sequels? Oh, yeah. Saw. Say Saw. <laughs> Just say Saw. Um, Saw, probably, but <laughs> although it's probably going to go slightly against something that you might ask me on the other piece of bread of this sandwich, oh. I'm going to say Halloween's. Oh. Because there have been some amazing Halloween films, and the first of the new three... I thought was brilliant, but the second two were obvious cash-ins and they didn't actually have an idea where they were going next. And so what they made up was total rubbish and a complete letdown. And I was absolutely gutted because I enjoyed the first one so much out of the new trilogy and the the second two were just, well, they're complete nonsense. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any argument there. I quite enjoyed the Halloween dies ends ends. I quite enjoyed ends. Halloween ends. It was better than kills. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I think I think the problem with those films is kind of 
uh, the opposite of what you said in a lot of ways, in that they they had too many ideas and they didn't really know what to do with them. Yeah. So you know, it left it with the, these films where I was like, oh, you know, that bit was was quite interesting. But then you look back and go, oh, that was five minutes of the whole runtime, and the rest of it was crap. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't good. Like, yeah, I, I like I like yeah, the sort good. of the. Uh, the mob justice ideas in the second one, and then the you know the idea of uh, you know a legacy uh, that you know the people would try to follow in the third, but they were so they were so lacking in development that they were you were just like oh well, should have just done that really shouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah um. Well, let's before we get into the 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 movie filling, we'll end on standout effects, and then get into Poltergeist, and then we'll finish on uh, yeah you standout effects. <laughs> I think that the alien bursting out of Kane's stomach in Alien. It still stands out now, and I don't think it looks dated either. So, no. I mean, that whole film, I mean, besides, like, the computers, because they didn't know that computers would look like they do now back then, so it's they look very kind of 8-bit kind of stuff. <laughs> um, besides that, I think the actual design of the ship and everything and the costumes and the alien are just amazing, and they haven't dated at all. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think you you you're right with that. Um, it's not one of our official right answers, but um, I think probably should be, shouldn't it? Probably should be, but yeah, it, we can't phenomenal. change them. We can't change them now. No, it's phenomenal. I, I I really came round to that movie doing the podcast when we talked about it because uh, um, it had never been one of my favorites, but but I really came round to it. For the for the effects, I really love the uh that's sort of a plant, isn't it, that uh face hugger shoots out of. It's, it's like an egg. An egg, yeah. Gooey and alive it all looks. Yeah. That whole thing yeah. though, I mean, even if you look at the set building and everything, especially like just building up to the egg, it's amazing, really impressive stuff. Yeah, it is and then beautifully there's... made. Yeah, Bilbo Baggins getting his head knocked off as well. That that looked good too. <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually really quite good for the time. Yeah, no, it does look good. No, I, I quite I quite like his little his little head on the head on the thing with with all the milk coming out. It's all good stuff. Milky head <laughs> face. Anyway, talking about milky head faces. I don't know. All the guys. Yeah, I reckon there's a there's a couple in this, isn't there? All right, okay, good. Milky yeah, heads. There's definitely gooey heads, isn't there? Oh, gooey heads. Um. Well, let's, so let's get jump into, into the it, filling then. then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have some jammy ectoplasmic filling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Poltergeist, as as we said, from 1982. Uh, it is directed by Tob Hooper and written by. Steven Spielberg, of all people, uh, alongside Michael Grays and Mark Victor. And for our cast, we have Joe Beth Williams as Diane Freeling, uh, Craig T. Nelson as Steve Freeling, uh, 
uh, Heather O'Rourke, Dominique Dunn, and Oliver Robbins as their children, Caroline, Dana, and Robbie. And then we also have Beatrice Strait as Dr. Lesh, and the one, the only, Zelda Rubinstein as Tangina. Or is it Tangina? I can't remember. Tangina. I watched this film today. So, and last night. <laughs> so, I really should know this. But oh, well. I just kind of see Zelda Rubinstein and just zone out, and that woman's there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, there is a bit of urban legend, I want to say, or. or gossip, rumour and innuendo, but this really was Steven Spielberg directing, wasn't there? Uh, right, yeah. You know, the, he was writer and, and served as producer on the film, and th- yeah, there's talk that the, the relationship with Tor Hooper wasn't great, and he, he basically ended up directing the thing it's himself. Uh, so... I don't know about you guys, but I kind of view this as a Steven Spielberg film. Uh, I mean, his fingerprints are all over it anyway. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Quite a lot of the the, the style. Uh, but before we jump into that, though, uh, why, why did you choose this, Bev? Um, I don't know. It was a difficult one because um, there's lots of horror films that I love, but I think because this is very much connected to the childhood possibly being the first one that I'd seen and just the joy of watching several girls running from my parents' living room screaming into the back garden at one point in the film has been a memory that stuck with me for many, many years. So it I it's just it was just it was kind of it was a phenom I can't say phenomenon, but it was a huge hit when I was a kid, and that's why my sister was desperate to see it, because it was highly important when we were teenagers, and well, even pre-teenagers, but back in the 80s, that if you could get hold of the latest horror film, like a copy of it, you were the cool kid in school. So it was incredibly important to my sister to watch this film for her 12th birthday so she could be the cool kid, and I guess I felt like maybe I was the cool kid as well, because I got to watch it and I was only eight. And there wouldn't have been many other eight-year-olds watching it, even though I would say it's a very family-friendly horror film. Yeah, so I'd, that's probably the best place to start with this then, isn't it? Uh, because, yeah, it is not just in the sense that it's a film uh, that's... I don't want to say light on the sketch, it's certainly not. You know, it is definitely uh, going to scare a lot of people, but I think it, it's kind of light in its peril, I want to say. Uh, no characters really come that close to any danger for the most part, do they? I mean, we, we have a character who gets spirited away, but you know, we never get anyone... Uh, slashed up, cut up or anything like that, as which was the, the style at the time. Uh, but on top of that, it's also very much a film about a family, isn't it? 100%. I was, and I a was, very young family as well. Yeah, I've never noticed before so. because the, the mother was the same age as her oldest daughter when she had her oldest daughter, which I never picked up on before. 
right. Yeah, because he says his wife is 32 and his daughter, well, maybe, yeah, his daughter's 16. So that would have made his wife 16 when she had her. Oh, back in the day when it, yeah. people had kids young. <laughs> um, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, because I was thinking yesterday while I was watching it, I, and I didn't go back through them, but I think this might be the first horror movie we've done without any deaths. Um, I couldn't think of any. That no, if been. anything, the opposite's true, isn't it? In that we, we kind of have a reverse kill count on this. You know, some people come back to life. Yeah, there's all, all those people popping up, isn't there, at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Not very nice. The Curse of Poltergeist. Well, yeah, I think the the way that that I look at this film is that it's like... uh, We we, we get it all the time, don't we, on the question that's going to come in the the next slice of bread, you know, of scary moments in non-horror films. And Steven Spielberg comes up all the time in that, doesn't it? And this, to me, is a film where every scare felt like one of those scares in a Steven Spielberg horror movie, which obviously comes as no surprise to us. But the fact that they they can they can dot those through, you know, it feels like your genuine horror film, because it is, but also it, it does hark back to that idea that it, it's you know, it's kind of safe in its in its horror. You know, with the, the the lack of deaths and the the lack of physical violence and like those scares in the Spielberg movies, although I'd say in like Raiders of the Lost Ark that comes up a lot, like those guys get they get properly wrecked, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. And then Nazis, who cares? <laughs> Kill Nazis. I think we can get away with that. I think we can rely to say that. Yeah, yeah, it's not like I don't think that's controversial. No, I think that one's safe. Um, I think that this is the first time I've watched it and really, um, and this is one of the good things about the podcast, I think, was really sort of paid attention to some of the things instead of getting, I often find myself getting invested and a bit scared by this movie because it reminds me a bit of watching it when I was like 10 years old or however old I was. Um, so it it gives me those it gives me those chills anyway. But this time I really noticed um, what well what you just said how sort of quite family friendly it is, um, and the music as well is very um, it's like sort of quite adventurous music. That's not doesn't have a it doesn't have a sort of horror theme to it, does it? it it's not that far removed from E.T., which Spielberg was making at the same time as overseeing this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I heard on another podcast I was listening to, because um, that's that's what I do to research, listen to what other people have got to say. Uh, apparently it was like 20 minutes away that he was making E.T. And, um, and they were saying, so this isn't my opinion, but they were saying... When you look at the neighborhood in this, you can recognize that neighborhood as being from E.T. Like, oh, yeah, there were like trick-or-treating around there, that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, it does have, it very much does have the have a feel of an E.T. film. Um, I mean, E.T.'s got, got a scare in it near the beginning, uh, as I recall, when he's in a shed or something. 
Um, it's a bit scary. Mind you, I find ET a bit freaky anyway. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, Chloe, who we had on for the creep episode, she she picked ET as her uh, scary mom from a non horror film as well. So that's yeah. a little shit. Yeah, we're, we're all getting that. Yeah. Spielberg knows what he's doing. But, um, you know, ultimately, it's a really well put together film. And I think there are times in this, I think, where you can see Toby Hooper. Um, for example, skipping around when a man peels his own face off. Um, That's when all the girls run out of the room screaming. I thought it might be. I don't blame them, yeah. And my sister was sat in my dad's reclining chair and she just went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in the chair. So it was good. Are you screaming? Yeah. It terrified them. I feel like that sort of almost comes out of left field because it's like up until that point, it's been quite tame. And and, and I'd say that's the real main major one apart from maybe towards the end near the swimming pool. But it's like... It's suddenly just like, oh, this guy's tearing his face apart. Whereas up until now, it's been a bit of a light show, some floating around, um, you know, disembodied voices. And then suddenly it's like, oh, this man's tearing his own face off. Um, it just comes out of nowhere. I, I, I feel it's very, um, it's very odd. Um, but I get it. But I think that might be like Toby Hooper going, oh, well, this is my film. Is a bit of what I like. But I don't know. I don't know, really. Um, I must admit... Well, while we're on that subject, what what do you make of the, the visual effects of this film? Um, that one hasn't aged well. I don't know if it was just the version that I watched of it, but it did look very rubbery. I think a lot of it's dated. A lot of it has dated. Um so I was Almost all of it has dated, to be fair. I was watching a, the first, I'd say, uh, just around the time before they, uh, they they go to get Caroline back from the uh, from the other side. Uh, I would say before that, that there's quite a few, uh, you know, vi- visual effects, computer generated effects, and every time that I saw them, I kind of thought this scene would probably be more effective if they just completely left those out. You know, if if they, Actors, you know, acted as if they were there, as obviously they would be doing on set. Yeah, but just l- leave it as is, uh, because I, I know we're, we're, you know, it's not really fair to us looking back now and saying that they don't, they don't look all that great. But it, it feels like it's one of those times where less would be more. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think they know. were going for that kind of rather than just like your normal let's make a horror film I think they were really trying to like do a blockbuster and I think it probably would have been a bigger film if it hadn't come out at the same time around the same time as E.T. so I think it was more of a case of well we want all the bells and whistles because that's what people want to see when yeah. they go to the cinema you know? yeah I think there's there's a strong element in that isn't there yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel I feel like we're doing it down a little bit now because um, actually, so it is an excellent movie. 
Um, or at least I, I, I believe so. It's got some really good funny parts in it um, that I'd never picked up on before. Um, one, for example, when they're talking to the the paranormal investigators and the guy's telling him how he once saw a toy car move. Was it seven centimeters or seven something? And then they just open the door and all the shit's flowing around inside. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I love the bit with the... Where they're debating about who goes through the portal. Like, yeah, that... <laughs> you, you've never done this before. Well, neither of you. Okay, you go. <laughs> yeah, that's good too. Yeah, so it does have it does have some, a nice bit of humor about it. Um, even right at the beginning, I quite enjoyed the remote controls that controlled the other televisions, which was not a, not a plot point I remembered at all. Um, but I quite liked that too. Um, no, I, I think that, that that bit is indicative of the 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 Hooper Spielberg split in this. I would say, yeah, uh, because I think there is there is a lack of getting to know these people outside of the phenomenon. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, if yeah. I'm going to compare it to Jaws, for example, you know, we we, we really know who those characters are outside of. You're know, the shark, right? Yeah, uh, situation. Uh, you're Brody, as you know, as, as the, the rest of the guys only come in once the shark kicks off, don't they? But uh, and like when they did the the remote control fight, I thought, oh, yeah, this is this is the stuff we're gonna get to, you know, really have some fun and you know, have this little slice of life before it all kicks off. And it, it just it doesn't. And I kind of feel that the characters are left being a little 2D because of that. Because uh, yeah. we only ever get to know them within this this one, fr- you know, this one event that's happening. Uh, and they feel like they should be, you know, these big 3D characters. I mean, the, the oldest daughter, I mean, you could have left her out of it completely and not changed the film that a jot, wouldn't you? But... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bit of a shed. Yeah, I mean, there was there was some stuff I thought with the with the, with the parents, like for example, and you know they're getting stoned, and he's reading a Ronald Reagan book, and you know there's a little bit in there. You do get, uh, and I I actually generally thought as a family, as a family they they act together quite well. The kids, and I don't know if they just made them to it do it like act naturally, like you teasing each other, but the kids at the table. Um, come across so much like kids are arguing with each other, um, you know, and the youngest one not having any insults in the bag, for example, I think he calls her a crap bag or something and she just calls him a doggy bag. <laughs> just like that whole thing, it's like, oh, this is, that's what it's like, you know, like kids, you know, she doesn't have enough in her arsenal, but, you know, they, there are weird moments though where it feels like a step away from the character. Like I don't understand why the mum's so manic about this circle on the floor that drags stuff along. I, I can't understand why she gets so cheery about it. Um, you know, probably because she's bored. You think that's what it is? She's just yeah. bored. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea though that someone would. Um... You know, would would encounter that and be like, like 
go, oh my God, this is amazing and get excited about it rather than immediately expect malevolence, which obviously it is, but that's <laughs> yeah, at that the time it's really nice where it's just like, oh my God, how amazing is this? Because I'd like to think if I was a ghost, I'd, I'd move stuff for fun. <laughs> Yeah, I think enough. also she's she's kind of still young at heart as well because he's like corporate, you know, he's reading the Reagan biography while she's sort of sitting there. Stoned. I mean, he's getting stoned as well. They're not the most responsible parents, let's face it. Um, and he, and I think she is still very young at heart. And I think maybe they were once kind of hippie-ish. Well, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm he gone corporate, whereas she's got that kind of vibe, and that's why she gets excited about the paranormal things. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a fair shout. Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, what should we should we go through some of the scares, um, or at least, for example, um, the one that works really well, I think, that's effective is the counting. Just the just as simple as counting the lightning, and you know you're building up. You know you're sort of building up to something. It works really well. Um, it's probably one of the more effective ones actually, because uh, it's just well, it's like Matthew was saying earlier. There's sort of a minimalist to it, but or, or you're, you're counting along with a kid, like that storm's getting closer and closer. Um, and it's almost a shame that it ends with that tree smashing through the the window because um I think the the the, the build up is scarier than the than the tree. Although fuck that tree. Um <laughs> It's the second most evil tree after Evil Dead, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. not as evil as Yeah, for sure. The evil dead tree. Oh, but still the evil. No, the evil I think bit. for kids as well, you can really relate to doing that. And you can, I also had a tree outside my bedroom window, so didn't sleep too well after I saw it. And it just works within the, just the framework of the film as well, which I think is, is what, what amps it up a little bit, isn't it? Is, you know, the storm is, is coming both literally and figuratively for the characters. And that ends so weird, though, with this with the tree just getting sucked up into a hurricane that's nearby. Um, it's very strange, but of course, it's all leading up to um, I've forgotten the name of the little kid. Sorry, um, uh, Caroline. Caroline being sucked into whatever dimension, into a different dimension. Um, I don't know what that was. And then, of course, that fucking clown. Um, <laughs> it's oh, she's there. Oh no, it's this fucking scary clown. Like the kid hates the clown. Get rid of the clown. He doesn't like the clown. Get rid of the clown. Yeah, I, I, I did find that a bit weird as well, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't like the clown. Get rid of the clown. The only the only thing I've got to say about that clown is and. Unfortunately, it's dated and not very nice, really. Now, but that clown does get its comeuppance in Scary Movie too. Um, <laughs> don't fuck. 
Uh, actually, kind of gets its comeuppance in this film. Yeah, it, I, I love how the kid just starts fighting it as soon as it gets uh, does the jump scare. Yeah, he rips the hell out of it, doesn't he? All that stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, Joe! Yeah, he, he doesn't. He, he, he's, he's kicking its ass. Uh, <laughs> it's a scare. Think, but for the bits that, that I really loved with this, uh, was just after that, I would say, when uh, uh, when the mum gets uh, uh, attacked in bed and then she starts flying up the walls and oh yeah, around the ceilings. I was looking at that just going, that looks amazing. How did they even do that? Rotating room, I imagine. Yeah, I think that is it. I think that's how they did it. Yeah, but I, I just looked and yeah, it's good good filmmaking when you hide the scenes, isn't it? But Oh yeah. And when amazing. she opens the door and as soon as she opens it, she's you're being dragged uh you dragged you're about to be sucked into this portal or whatever it is. You know, another one where I said, Oh man, this looks this looks great. Yeah, those those last few moments are really tense. Because that's when she ends up in the pool, right? Um I think she's in the pool in between the two bits, as I said. Oh, right. He's, he's okay, yeah. in that sequence, for sure. Because that, that pool bit with all the skeletons coming out, that that was the bit I really remembered as a kid, and I, I couldn't, I wouldn't go for a bath for ages. Because <laughs> I, I don't know why, I don't know why, I, well, I guess it put me off water. The thing about that scene as well that's that's funny and, and not funny in the same instances she manages to get out and then slides all the way back into all the skeletons. But and are we all aware of the trivia for for that scene as well? Real mm. skeletons that they were all real cadavers, yeah, yeah. But that um, apparently, well, I watched the thing on Netflix. It's like because uh, this is one of the movies that apparently carries a curse, um, and one of the reasons that they say it carries a curse is because of that. But the special effects guys were talking that apparently that was pretty commonplace because actually it was cheaper to do that than than pay for good replicas or make them. So, I mean, although it's gross and I don't condone it, you know, it was pretty commonplace in filmmaking in, some, in terms of skeletons and cadavers and stuff like that. So it's pretty gross though, isn't it? Can you no. can you sign up for that sort of thing? I assume those sure. they must have donated the bodies to for that to be legal to filmmaking. Yeah, they must. They must do. They must do. After they've taken anything useful out, like they can do that with my body. Mine too. Yeah, I'd love to be in a movie. <laughs> mm. All right then, I'll sign up to that. I'll sign up to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'll, I'll move us on. So last, so I watched this last night and then again today, watched the last sort of half an hour or so today uh, for the, you know, rewatched it. And I'm trying to put my finger on what I felt about the film in like its climax because it was, I watched it the first time and I felt there's not really a proper baddie in this, is there? That, you know, we have these 
faceless ghouls stealing away kids and and being this malevolent force. But we don't really get a face to it. Uh, and then we get referred to it as being the beast, aren't we, at the end? And then it it kind of feels like it's there's there's no villain and, and to mention one makes it, it feel like you've dropped the ball and putting one in, in there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really need it. What you know, just knowing that this thing is a malevolent force is kind of enough. And then once they they get Caroline back from them and, and it all all the spookings go hell for leather. It just feels like the point of it is 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 not for for them to to have this enemy to overcome. It, it's to have this situation to escape and bond over, you know. And then the the victory for the characters isn't beating this thing; it's rescuing the daughter and escaping unscathed. Yeah, yeah. So I, I still kind of don't really know what I make of it in that regard. Yeah, I, I must admit I didn't pay much attention to that really. And this, the second movie's got a good villain, if that's helpful to you. <laughs> is, is it worth a watch? Um, I think they tried to make the business the villain, the people who built the houses. I think. Yeah. That... The... Yeah, I think it's like kind of strange considering the amount of promotion and merchandising there is in the film, especially on the wall of the kids' bedrooms. Uh, It's absolutely covered in Star Wars. Um, But it it does seem like it's kind of a tale of selling out to corporate America, selling that kind of hippie dream and becoming just another cog in the machine would eventually bite you in the arse. Yeah, that, that lack of respect for the dead as well was a, mm. a thing, isn't it? Which is ironic, given what we were <laughs> saying before about the uh, cadavers used uh, as props. And so, yeah, I, I guess that's... Yeah. that I, It works twofold in that regard, doesn't it? I understand this, and this is not my clever opinion but i understand there's something in there about being like you know like a slave to the television as well as as people were starting to become at the time you know like you know they they have the tv on right until you know the end of the day well you know oh yeah that's what i was going to talk about do you remember we had that creepy kid drawing on a chalkboard when the tv went off there was no more tv and it just it was just a flashcard, and it and was a clown. It was a kid sitting with a clown drawing yeah. knots and crosses. I think maybe on a chalkboard. No, that was fucking creepy. I was sure she was going to get me one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that has it. Uh, I had a real. It probably had the thing that impacted me most watching this because that's how I used to go to sleep as a kid all the time. So it's probably a good job I didn't watch it then. But yeah. that that's that's how I would go to bed, you know. I would I me and my brother shared a bedroom, so we'd be, you know, 
we'd have to find something that we we both agreed on and we would go to bed at you know nine o'clock or whatever and put the uh put a VHS tape in and, and that was it until one or both of us fell asleep. Right, key Moses. Yeah, it's a good job he didn't mo- he didn't watch it. Um right, well, almost start- always Star Wars episode one, I would say. Oh lovely. <laughs> Well, let's start winding it up then, because uh, I think we've I think we've we've taught the ear off this. Um, yeah, so um, technically, this is part of the September sleepover. Now it's going to be September sleepover episode. Um, yeah, we're having to move things around because I'm rubbish. Um, so, but are we going to go with the usual, or should we just stick with the sleepover rules? It's a sleepover movie, isn't it, Poltergeist? I think some of yeah, those girls slept over so. at my sister's party. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> oh, well, then, whatever the review system is, I'll stay awake for it, obviously. But it would also be a creative psychopath. Um, yeah, I'm, I feel like I've been giving this a bit of a kick in, haven't I? But, you know, it is actually a really good film. <laughs> And, and I'm the same. I'd create a psychopath if we're doing that way, and I would stay right up to watch it if uh, we're doing the other one. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Definitely. It's a classic. Excellent. Well, there you go, everyone. That was your lovely, lovely filling, a lovely, scary, ghost, poltergeisty filling with no real cadavers in the bread or, or filling or whatever. whatever. We're not putting cadavers in anything. Stop asking. Um, right, Patreon, join that, it's available. Um, and we've got t shirts now if you like wearing t shirts. If you don't, we're not forcing your hand, right? Let's get into the final slice of bread. So, well, let's 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 jump in with what your favorite horror movie is Halloween, uh, uh, original 1978. Yeah, is it 78? Yeah, I believe so. I hope so. I should know. It's my favourite. Yeah, I love it. I think it's perfect. I think the thing that it has over the most, the first of the new ones, but the first of the new ones doesn't have is the amount of time that's spent in the daylight with him lurking. The amount, yeah. you know, like driving past in a truck in the background, just being there, watching, creating that unnervingness as the film builds. You know, and you've got no clue why he's there or what he wants to do, you know, and why he's yeah. watching these girls and stuff. And I, it's just amazing. It, It's the film that made me think that's what I would like to do. So I, I adore it. Well, I can't, that, that was a, that was a wonderful answer and I don't have anything else to add to it. Um, yeah, it's very much one of those films that's a classic for a reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and still now, I mean, it it wrote the book, didn't it, on the modern slasher, uh, and so much of modern horror owes itself to that film. Indeed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, that's that's a good answer, and you know, I couldn't ask for a better answer than that. I don't think, uh, but you know. With the best comes the worst. So why is the worst? 
Oh, um, I think it's called The Seventh Sign. And it's a Lou, stars Lou Diamond Phillips. And it's about a kind of psychic serial killer um, in America. And it was brought out in the early 90s, I think about 93. And oh, it's awful. <laughs> really stuck in my head as being really, really bad. We watched it when we were at college. You know, you go, you'd spend a good hour choosing the right film and then you'd come home with a piece of trash like that and be absolutely gutted. It's a terrible film. Nothing against Lou Diamond Phillips. He, he's made some good stuff, but that was awful. It sounds bad. It's it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not one that I've come across before, so um, I'll, I'll continue avoiding it. Yeah, well, we would have watched anything back in the day. We watched every single horror film that was on the shelf, and so we were going to get some dud ones occasionally. I can't even actually find it. I may have the name wrong. It may be the sixth. It can't be the sixth sense because we've got the sixth sense. I think it's the sixth or seventh. He's done a movie. He's done a movie called The First Power. Oh, maybe it's that. <laughs> Is That's it about nineteen ninety two, ninety three? I did look it up the other day. Nineteen ninety plot: a sadistic serial killer, Patrick That's Channing, the one. known by yeah. the most as the Pentagram Killer. Detect. Oh, that's the whole plot. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry, not uh, not oh, yeah. or anything. <laughs> he receives an anonymous phone call from a psychic. Ooh, yeah, to... I knew there was psychic in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. <laughs> I mean, you you're saying it's awful, and I want to watch it. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's terrible. It's sometimes it's good though. If you know you're going in for something bad, then you can usually enjoy it. Yeah, it's well worth going in for something good. Film. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you go in something good and it's rubbish, then that's heartbreaking. But when you watch something, you know, if you're getting something bad like a Toxic Avenger, you can just enjoy it. Yeah, I think next year when we do um, when we do the April Fool's Gold or April Fools, we'll maybe add everybody's worst films into the into the pot and see what we get. That's a good idea, though, isn't it, Matthew? On the fly, it's not a bad one. <laughs> so you never know; it might get picked out. Oh, God. Poor anybody who watches that. <laughs> right, well, let's get into the final questions and um, we, we can go home. Well, I'm already home. Oh, we all are. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> so what's a scary moment from a non-horror movie that you remember? Well, I don't really remember anything from films. And like I said, I was kind of scared of my own shadow when I was a kid. But I do remember that when I was young, there were a lot of very creepy TV shows. Yeah. Like um, like Rent-A-Ghost. And there was one called Chucky and Chucky's Children and Children of the Stone. And they were all really scary. But I think the thing that scared me the most, even though I love Doctor Who and Tom Baker was the best Doctor Who, just the... Opening credits to Tom Baker's Doctor Who. I had to hide behind the sofa, literally. Could not oh, yeah. watch it. I could watch Doctor Who, but I couldn't watch the opening credits. I remember it's quite freaky, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I vaguely remember not liking that as well. Mm. You were right, though. There was a lot of stuff knocking around in, in the 80s and stuff that Wurzel Gummidge used to scare the shite out of me. Yeah, he was quite creepy as well. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so much Wurzel Gummidge. It was... It was Aunt Sally scared the crap out of me. Aunt Sally. Anyway, sorry. I did a Wurzel Gummidge impression for some reason. Not for somebody some will reason. understand that. Yeah, somebody. Well, you did. 
Yeah, I did. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Matthew, was Wurzel gummage around when you were a lad? Or was it all... No, I think I was a bit uh, I was a bit later than that. Never. I was aware of Wurzel, but uh, he was not ubiquitous on our screens. No, no. Well, don't, don't go into it. And Sally was freaky, yeah? Uh... Exactly. I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get off that before I turn into a scarecrow or something. Um... So if you could make a non-horror movie a horror movie, what would you choose? The Hunger Games, because the book has got some far more horrific sequences in it than the film. Ooh. Isn't The Hunger Games similar to another film? It's a lot similar to the oh, the Japanese one. Battle Royale? Um, Battle Royale, yeah, it's very similar. So I suppose yeah. it's almost been done with Battle Royale. but Yeah, if... I mean, I actually... Uh... I watched Battle Royale at the cinema a few days ago. Oh, really? Great film. Yeah, it was part of the uh, Paris Cinema Cult Film Festival in uh, that's been going on in Derby. Wow. And, and yeah, I, I would say that it, it's not it's not that much of a horror film. So your idea is very much still uh, available. Oh, absolutely. The Hunger Games ramped up. You know, turned the violence up to ten, and it would be it would be. Mm. It would be amazing, yeah. It would be like, you know, it, if you cross the running man with um, Hunger Games, let's have that. Let's have some violence. Yeah, yeah, it would be good. My husband did say I should have chosen any film I didn't like, then I could have the whole cast of the film killed. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I think Minnie did that with Spice World. Um <laughs> I think that still might be my favourite. Um, but yeah, she definitely killed all the Spice Girls. Everybody, I think. There was just a lot of famous people in it. There they were a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, why not? Kill everybody. <laughs> it's a good idea, that, for the future. Um, well, there you go, then. We've done it. We've achieved. We've achieved yet another podcast. Um, uh, oh, why can't I end these things properly? Um, we need to get you just just a full on script to stick on your screen for it, don't we? I've got a script for the beginning. I need one for the end, um, and I think I came up with one at one point, but uh, I can't know. Anyway, Bev, do you have anything you'd like to uh, promote before I? No, no. I make jigsaw puzzles for a living. I don't have anything I can promote. Well, not at the moment. We are going to be doing hammer horror puzzles next year, hopefully. So. I put me down for one. <laughs> you just slide in with the coolest job ever, like <laughs> like it's nonchalant. Oh, I only make jigsaw puzzles for a level for a living. That's awesome. You should have been talking about that, not this crap. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know anybody would think it was awesome. <laughs> I so I mean, what we, what we could say right from the off is that you are in fact jigsaw. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> don't well those films aren't good. Not after the first couple. <laughs> oh. You just sliding in with a with a with a great job. People mm. come around, oh IT warehouses. Well, making jigsaw puzzles. Yeah, right, everyone, fun. go go follow jigsaw puzzles. I don't know how you do that, but do that. We um, have a website. Oh, well, we, they have a website. What's what is the website? Jigsaw puzzles. It's called all jigsaw puzzles. Dot your co dot UK. So that's there all jigsaw go. puzzles. There you go. You see, you plug yeah. something. All jigsawpuzzles.co.uk. <laughs> go buy Bev's jigsaws. 
and um but don't kill people with the jigsaws that's just reminds me of a simpsons quote i'm not supposed to get jigs in my eyes is that right yeah it is <laughs> anyway sorry we've gone on to simpsons quotes we really should have a different podcast for that uh anyway let's go right we've made your lovely sandwich we've, we've bought a jigsaw We've popped it in the bag. We've given you a little free gift. It's just a little jigsaw. We've popped it that in there for you. Um, take that away. Go home. Eat your sandwich. Make the little jigsaw. It's not a big one. We're not. We're not full made of money. And uh, you know, that's it. That's that's it. You've had your sandwich. Look, go away. Bye. Okay. Just say bye. 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 Bye.